for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello everyone, welcome to Sunday, February 24th edition of Living Life. You know, um, I love fried chicken. I don't know about you guys, but every culture has some kind of fried chicken. For myself, I grew up eating this fried chicken called Popeyes. I don't know if Popeyes franchise is all over the place. I'm sure there's some in Korea and different countries. But uh, I was really hungry one day and I saw a Popeyes and I'm like, we are going there ran into Popeyes and there was a, a considerable line you know, I would say about four to five people and the line was taking forever to get smaller I mean I was just in that line for a good amount of time and I'm looking around to see what's going on the workers are trying to find the chicken I'm like you guys don't even know where the chicken is they're looking you know through different cupboards inside the refrigerator they're talking to another they don't know what's going on it's like a complete wreck and a mess over there people are trying to see how to fry it and they're like asking questions to one another i'm like hey where's the manager no, ma no manager around and about three or four minutes past this guy comes on in called the manager and smelling like smoke he probably had a quote-unquote smoke break oh man it was just a complete wreck and i was very disappointed because there was a lack of organization you know, in the same way, when anything grows, there needs an organization. And as the early church was growing, Paul wanted to organize the church. And this is what we see today in our text. Let's take a look. Titus chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. In the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time, and which now, at his appointed season, he has brought to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God our Savior, to Titus, my true son in our common faith, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. The reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. An elder must be blameless, faithful to his wife, a man whose children believe and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. Since an overseer manages God's household, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught, so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. So today's passage comes from Titus chapter 1, 
verses 1 through 9. And this is actually a very exciting passage because we know that Paul is one of the original missionaries. And he has been going from city to city. As you know, he went to Corinth. He went to Rome. He went to Ephesus. And another city and an er another area that he went to was Greece. You see him at Athens talking to a lot of philosophers. And he also went to this area called Crete. Now, Crete is one of the largest, I guess, a little island of Greece, because Greece actually also is kind of an island. Um, it's one of the uh, larger chunks of um, islands out there in Greece. And he went to Greece and in typical Paul fashion, he is just planning churches. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful like um, endeavor, right? Just to go and have this vision of planting churches all over the world. And he was a pioneer uh, to us, to all of the church and all the history of Christianity of what we ought to try to accomplish is to plant local churches. One of his sidekicks, one of his favorite friends uh, that he'd like to um, bring along with him, you know, in his missionary journeys, as you guys know, was Titus. Now, I am sure on the ways to his missionary journeys, uh, he was ministering to Titus, discipling Titus, really training Titus to know the gospel, the clarity of the gospel, to know Jesus, and he was experiencing Christian life and brotherhood with him. So they're in Crete doing all kinds of ministry. And the text over here, which is very interesting, says that Paul actually left Titus. He said, bye-bye, Titus. All of a sudden, he goes and says, Titus is, I don't even know if he even said bye. You know, this is a letter. And he says, the reason I left you in Crete, this is verse 5, the reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. So this is what I'm kind of seeing. He, Paul is going out and he's planting churches, planting churches, planting churches. And some of these churches are growing, praise God. Many people are coming to know Christ and churches are growing. Isn't that exciting? It's always exciting for me when I see a small little church start growing into 50, 100, 150. But as the church grows, if we don't have organization, if there's no clarity, if there's no clear vision and doctrine of what this church is going after, it could quickly fall apart. It quickly have dissensions, separations. It could quickly have all kinds of troubles and issues and management problems. Just like that place, you know, Popeyes. If there's no managers there to make sure everything is flowing, uh, these things can be an issue. So what Paul does is he asks Timothy, in order for you to manage, there needs to be a raising of elders. You've got to appoint elders in every town. So what is a role of an elder? For those of you guys that are elders, please allow this to be a reminder. For some of you guys who are feeling that the Lord is calling you into managing or organizing or maybe even leadership of the church later on in the future, please allow these things to go and saturate deeply in the mind um, and in your heart. So what is the elder's role? First thing is to manage. If you, if, if you are an elder, 
and we see the church and there are certain things that are kind of left undone or there are certain questions or issues of organization. People are confused. They don't know what's going on in the church. You have to step up and make sure that there is order. There is harmony. There is clarity. A elder specifically has to make sure that if there's un if things are unclear in the church, that you bring about management. That's why Paul made sure that Titus stayed in Crete to make sure that these elders rose up and managed the church. Secondly, they need to be like Christ. It says here, um, he must be hospitable, self-controlled, holy, upright, not quick-tempered, not violent. These are all characteristics of Christ. If you're an elder, you're actually an example of Christ. People ought to learn about Christ, not only from your teaching, from your lips, but also from your lifestyle, your attitude, your actions. That is the number one, number two thing that you ought to do. So first is manage. Second is to be Christ-like. And thirdly, it shows very clearly that uh, an elder must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. An elder must know well orthodox Christian theology, must know the gospel well, must know the Bible well, and be able to teach the truth the clarity of the gospel. And if they hear something strange or weird, they need to be able to refute that. So this is exactly why Paul left Titus over there in Crete. So in closing, God used Paul and Timothy to organize a growing church through the appointment of elders. And if there are elders listening to this message today, you guys uh, have been reminded of your role to make sure that you look out for disunity or maybe you are looking out for things that are unclear and you bring to order things that are unclear. Um, elders are also supposed to make sure that clean message of the gospel is preached and that they live a lifestyle that is in connection to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, if you are not an elder, please pray for your elders. We need that. Uh, elders need prayer. I mean, even for myself, as a pastor, I'm part of an eldership. You need to pray for us because we need your prayers so that we can effectively execute our duties to make sure that the church is organized. So with that, allow me to pray for us. Father, we thank you. We thank you for appointing elders so that they can govern the church, so that there is unity, harmony, clarity, and I pray, Lord, that we, were, we would be able, Lord God, to love on the church, bring the church together, to share Christ, not only through our actions and through our lips, but also through correct teaching of doctrine. So we thank you, Lord, for what you are doing to the church. We pray that you will continue to strength, strengthen churches through our elders. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For a Reaching a world of stepping in closer, see